Hello, hello. Welcome back to Blackout Podcast with Anthony Marr. Our guest today, Paul Bazile, on our last section here of the night. It has been a long one. Great, interesting stories and yeah, man. We have a lot of to- we have a lot to talk about, you know. And I I think we could go on for hours and hours. We but, have. Yeah, I know, but we could go on. <laughs> Like literally, we could. We have, you know, how many hours of stories we have about Absolutely. our. Absolutely, we haven't even touched the surface of all the things we could talk about. No, no, but this last section uh, was uh, a small fifteen-minute section to promote uh, uh, Michael Graves. Uh, uh, I I really like Michael. Like I said, I met him. Uh, two or three times I know exactly and I remember exactly when I met him in 97 and 2004 Uh, and uh, I can't remember the last other time but anyways I think that he was a a, a tremendous singer uh, with obviously he was a trained uh, vocally and uh, I always liked him. I don't know. I don't know what he thinks about me. I I have spoken to him in the last three months, uh, about four, three, about three times about a, a personal issue. Has had nothing to do with uh, money or or music. It had something uh, to do uh, about a, a marketing offer that. That we got, and they didn't want me to do it with 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 my hideous. So mm-hmm. I reached him, and he answered me like within thirty minutes. So it was that was really cool of him. Uh, on on radio, what talk talk to us about some of the gear? I know that there's cool hats, cool t-shirts. I asked Arturo for two hats because. I'm I'm about to shave my head off. I I, I you know I'm 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 balding, <laughs> and uh, I, I haven't I haven't cut it really during the like for the in the last year and a half. That's the new toupee. The new toupee is when you start balding, you just shave everything. Yeah, I mean I I just I honestly I wore hats my entire life when I was playing football or when I was playing tennis or even when I was younger I was playing guitar. I would always wear a hat. So right. I don't really give a fuck, you know. Uh, I'm 40. Uh, if I'm gonna go out on a date, if, trust me. If you don't like me because I'm bald, then yeah, <laughs> you're I over bald, it. Balding. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm completely bald, but you know, we have our own special group, the bald people. Yeah, know, like like Seinfeld. We have our own special group. The know. bald section. Like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, that's the cool thing. Michael has been crazy in developing, like, you know, he always has fresh gear, fresh T-shirts. They become like collector's items. Matter of fact, I'm wearing one right now. And yeah, my- I know. Uh, well, I, I, I don't know if it's the one from yesterday. Yes, it's, it's the one. Yeah. It's a, it just says, Michael Graves did nothing wrong, which has been... Uh, like a lot of conservative things, like Roger Stone, 
There's even one for the Proud Boys that say Proud Boys did nothing wrong. Roger Stone did nothing wrong. Donald Trump did nothing wrong. So I remember, I actually love this because I suggested it. <laughs> and I said, hey, Michael, you know, or I said, Michael, you should do this. That would be so cool. And literally the next day, Arturo mocked it up, made it, had it, and had it as a limited edition thing. Um, so I was like, man, that's, that's so cool. Uh, the other one I suggested, and I, oh, if you're a fan, please write Michael and ask for this. Um, I said, you know what you should do? Because everyone says that you left the Misfits to go to hockey camp. And that's like the big story of how Michael, Mike Hideous got in the band and Michael Graves went to hockey camp. I said, you should make a t-shirt that looks like the old Easton hockey t-shirts that just say Michael Graves and then have two sticks crossed with a skull in the middle and just like hockey camp at the, at the bottom. So who knows? We might have that soon, but we also have like the cool Radio Deadly gear, the classic Michael Graves, the Grave Diggers Union shirts that they're making. Um, all the Radio Deadly stuff looks so cool. It's it's the black and the yellow with the microphone. I have my Radio Deadly bandana I wear all the time. Oh, yeah, I, I told Arturo, and I don't know if that's been printed already, that even when I was with my kiddies, that I would wear uh, Michael Graves' hats, and he was gonna send me like four, because I sweat a lot, so I need like two to then get them specially, you know, I, I like to keep my hats healthy. Yeah. And so, you know, I need like four, you know, I wear one and I immediately like, like hand wash it, and I have another one ready to go. But, uh, but whenever they're ready, and I don't want anything for free, I told him when I even when I'm when I was with my kids, I told I told him, I even told Mike, I'm going to wear the hat for Michael Graves. Uh, so I don't uh, understand why Mike hates him so much. You would think that, and listen, I had a problem with him because he kind of bashed us a little bit about Chiller Theater on his show. But, it, but Mike had like a weird thing to the point where when I wasn't having success getting him in the movie, I remember saying to Mike, hey, can you call him? Like maybe if it came from you because you guys have never really talked. And Mike, oh, no, I'm not talking to him. I'm not calling him. But it's like, why are you guys? He, he, uh, he one night because like for the, for the last year, we would speak like every other day for sometimes 10 minutes, sometimes three hours. Mm -hmm. And the conversation came up when uh, Arturo had, had spoken, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, they, they, they spoke, he spoke with Arturo and we were going to do the South American thing. And then he's like, what do you think? This and that. I was like, yeah, we should do it. We should do it. We should do it. Uh, you would be crazy to pass on this. And then he's like, I would not do it for a million dollars. And I'm like, all right, I know there's not a million dollars on the table. Of course there's not, you know? But if but, Jerry and Glenn could get together for, for whatever money they're making after all the years of suing and shitting on each other in the press, and then they went, you know what? Fuck it. It's business. Let's get on stage. But Michael and, and, the difference, the difference is Jerry and Danzig are professionals. Mm -hmm. Michael Graves is a professional. Mike Hideous 
thinks that he's better than the three of them combined. Right. And, and he's walking God of rock. He owns the mindset of like a 16 year old who just, it's all about like local band drama for him. And it's, this isn't a local band thing. It's a business. Every band. Yes. You're making music. And you want to be creatively fulfilling, but the bot, you, anyone could play the guitar and sit in their house and go, I played some music, but you want to make it into a business. That's the point of having a band. Mike doesn't see that. And he just rather, you know, hold these grudges. Like I will never, but why? Like Michael Graves never did anything to wrong him. I, I, I know that. I, I, I now believe my, uh, Michael Graves, a hundred, a thousand percent. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, we I, had a problem, I, a little problem during American Nightmare, for sure, where I said, I'm not talking to Graves anymore, and Hideous was like, I'm right there with you, you know, whatever. But, I mean, other than that, there was no, like, shit talk back and forth, There was a, which is why I was able to get over it and go, oh, well, if he says that he did the wrong thing, and we, we could talk, we could be friends, and if it ended there, it would have ended there, but when I heard how bad he got canceled. That's when I was like, I need to help you with some opportunities here. And cause that, by the way, that's what I do to any of my friends, anybody who is cool yeah. to me, I would go, let me extend the olive branch. If I could get you a job, I'll help you. If I could get you money or do something to help you, I'll do it. Yeah, really, you know, to put a, put like a, an end to this big question, what happened between, between Mike and Michael, only they know what happened. Well, the fact All is, I know, when I, I've asked Michael what happened, and he, Michael went, I don't know. I have no problem with Mike Hideous at all. It's <laughs> like, oh, okay. okay well, uh, Mike Hideous told me that uh, there were some horrible things said. He almost told me, almost like in a crying way, he almost told me what they were, but he never actually told me. As far as uh, I know, the only thing that may have happened was the closest I got. The only know. thing that may have happened was Michael Graves left a message on Jerry's machine saying something like, Oh, you want Mike hideous? Then fine. Get Mike fucking hideous. I don't need to be in the, like it was some angry thing when they were kicking him out of the band and they weren't returning his calls, but it wasn't about Mike. It was, he wasn't like, fuck that asshole. Mike hideous. He was like, fine, get fucking Mike hideous. Cause I'm not coming on tour. If you're going to act like that, like that was it. And that's what Mike told me when I said, was there a problem? Other than that, I asked him, I remember asking Mike, have you guys ever spoke or had like a nice conversation about, man, shit got crazy back in the day. And he went, no, I never really talked to him. And I was like, uh, I believe, I believe, I believe a hundred percent Michael Graves. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story. Even, even, though, even though like during American Nightmare, he, he did have a little bit of a superiority, uh, and he was young. I, I I didn't realize he was only three years older than me. Yeah, Michael Graves. Graves, so, Graves started in the Misfits when he was nineteen. 19. So you uh, now like I didn't realize that you know, but now it's like yeah, when I was nineteen, I was a fucking asshole too. You know, I was oh, playing oh. guitar. And I thought I was God. Right. So 
Can you forgive the guy? Even even whatever he told you, fucking forgive him. He wants to do some business with you. He might want to go to South America. He might want to do a reunion, some type of, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm friends with Chad. I, maybe I, I, I could have, but he, he has a problem with Chad too. You know? Yes, Mike uh, hates I, Chud. Chud hates Michael Graves for crazy political reasons. It, it, like all this band really is the most dysfunctional band of all of all time. Well, no, Chud. Chud wants to work with me. Um, yeah, but he won't work he, with Graves. He, no, and obviously, well, no. Uh, but I I call him and we we spoke uh, and. Uh, He's actually working for a band called, well, with Sod, S O D. Oh, got it. Um, it's it's a punk band, uh, uh, kind of like D R I. Well, good kinda for Dave. Um, and uh, he's, he's playing the drums, but I wanted him as a singer. Actually, what? my my first reaction was, okay, I get Mike out because. Because he cannot travel, but there were many reasons. Yes. There were many, many reasons to get him out of Momentum Morty. But I was like, you know, Chud can sing, and Chunk and Chud doesn't have a problem putting the little Misfits uh, logo. Uh, well, let's maybe try well, a little well, tour. Not all these guys from the Misfits have gone through it, and they should. None of them should have a problem promoting themselves, including Mike Hideous, saying, "I was in the Misfits." If it gets you a hundred more people to come see you, then use it. Who cares? It's it's how people people will get interested in you. And hey, if your songs are good enough, and if you perform good enough, they might stick around. By the way, I first heard of Mike Hideous because of the Misfits, and guess what I did? I looked up Empire Hideous, and I liked them too. And I went, "Wow, this is." I matter of fact, I downloaded them on LimeWire. That's how long ago this was, and I was like, "Oh shit!" You know, this guy actually could really sing. He's good. And then years later. I meet Mike Hideous. I thought it was the craziest thing because I'm like, man, like no one has heard of this guy in the Misfits, but he was pretty cool too. But I have a quick Mike story because I know we're wrapping up. But this, no, we have time. Okay, you know, well, I... well, well, this this story is in a nutshell who Mike is and how crazy he is. And I swear to God, I swear every word of this is true. At one point, I kept trying to push him to reform some kind of other band to help promote Living the American Nightmare when it came out. He was difficult, as usual, and he went, well, who would even play with me? Who would I get? Who would I get? So I started coming up with like fantasy lineups that he could play with, and I pointed out, well, you could get this guy and this guy to play guitar and drums. I think I recommended Jason Trioxin to play guitar because he just left Wednesday 13. And I yeah. said, you could get so-and-so to play the rhythm guitar and you could get so-and-so to play drums. And I said, I think they would all do it. And you're, you're friendly with all of them. And he went, oh, he goes, yeah, but you know what? Don't have a bass player, so I can't do it. Who would play bass? So I recommended the guy who played bass for Michael Graves at the time, the guy named JV Bastard. His real name's Joe. But I said, Joe could do it. Um, and he went, well, Joe, I go, Joe told me how much he loved you, how much, uh, I, Joe, I guess, used to roadie for Empire Hitties. And I said, Joe said that if you wanted to make a punk band, he wouldn't just 
perform in it, he would audition and beat a hundred other people to make sure he was the bass player for you. This is exactly what Mike said. He goes, wow, Joe said that. Wow. Joe said that. And I think we were talking about spy society um, where they all dressed in suits and everything. He goes, wow. Wow. Joe could be my bassist. I went, there you go, Mike. Joe could be your bassist. He goes, well, he has that beard and if we're doing the spy society suits and stuff. Yeah. I'd want him, I'd want right him to shave. I want him to shave the beard. Yeah. And I, I, he goes, I want him to shave his beard. And I go, well, Mike, whatever, that'll come later. I go, maybe he could wear the beard and he could wear something a little different, but kind of like spy society, but who knows, you know, it's kind of his look. And he goes, well, and all by himself, I stopped talking at this point. Mike goes, well, what if he doesn't want to shave the beard? Well, what happens if he doesn't want to? Well, you know what? I think he's honestly Uh exclusively. He's a fucking homosexual, dude. Maybe, maybe I I couldn't say. There's something fucking going on with me. He had the exact same motherfucking problem. He had the beard. Listen, yeah, I'm not shaving it. This is my fucking look. I actually wear makeup. I actually wear a hat yeah. and actually uh, have like a little bit of a six pack uh, when I'm in shape and Mm -hmm. I play uh, with black pants, uh, those military Peter Steele boots and no shirt. And this is the way I'm playing. Yeah. You like it or not. I don't give a fuck. And he even had a problem with my guitars. They're like, oh, your guitars are all too pointed. I'm like, oh my god! You know where those fucking guitars came from? When Vinnie Vincent was was starving to death. Yeah. Okay. I was lucky enough to pick one up, and then Jackson, I I told Jackson to to make me the same ones. So I'm a I'm a well, fan of Vinnie Vincent. Uh, I love Vinnie Vincent. Pla- yeah. Playing right. Back in the day, and uh, so the Jacksons that I have now that are pointy, he's like, No, you need to. And I have fenders, I can play a fender, but I don't, you know, that wasn't the look, it wasn't his band, it was Memento Morty, it was my band, it was my look. I was going down to the guitars to see. Uh, C sharp, and we were gonna play doom metal, and we were gonna use big gauge strings, and we were gonna get this big cactus sound. Well, it's, it's so funny. Fu- it's so sound. It's so right? funny. And it would have been so. It would have been so e- much easier mm-hmm. for him to sing something like sleep, that type of music, cactus, sleep, mm-hmm. Caius, you know. Uh, that then what he wants to do, where he made me waste two fucking weeks. I had to pull the song out of uh, out of distribution because he wanted to re-record the fucking vocals. That, by the way, came out worse than before. Yes. So I knew something was going on when he messed up the song on purpose. Mm-hmm. And the band was acting weird around me. So that's when I was like, you know what? It's my fucking band. Either you like it or you can hit the fucking road. Well, and, well uh, it's, and it's to, funny to, that you know, like that when I say things like this that are this crazy, you know firsthand 
I'm telling the truth because no oh. one else would ever have yeah. this problem. And well, the point is that the end of the story is, so he starts basically talking to himself and he goes, well, I'm going to ask him to shave the beard. Well, what if he doesn't want to shave the beard? Well, who was he? I gave him his first break. I let him roadie for Empire Hideous, and he met all his friends by doing this. You know what? Who is that fucking cocksucker, JV, to not want to shave the beard? If I tell him to shave the fucking beard, and he's not going to shave the beard for me, and I'm the one who got it, you know what? Fuck him. He's out of the band. It happened. He, he wasn't and, and even in the band. He was, there was no band. We were just having a conversation. <laughs> and then next time he saw JV, JV, if you ever met, met JV, he is the most likable, happy, charismatic. Like, hey, guys, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And JV sees Mike. Oh, Mike, how you doing, man? Goes to shake his hand. And Mike is staring a hole in him and just, like, put his hand out all stiff, like, hi, Joe, how you doing? And I, I'm looking over, and this is months later. I'm like, he's mad about the beard conversation he had with himself. The hypothetical, if I ask him, he might not do it. So fuck that guy, because blah, 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 but without even asking him. Um, and this, nobody knows this story, very similar. Nobody knows this, but at some point, somebody got in contact with Mike and told him Johnny Kelly from Danzig on his downtime might be interested in playing a few shows with Mike. So I start nah, again, nah. coming up with a dream lineup of how you could do this, what songs you could sing, go, Mike, please do this. This is going to be so good for the movie, for you, for everybody, for me. We could sell merch. We could do whatever. <clears throat> Johnny Kelly will bring his own crowd in. It'll open you up. It'll legitimize you. And he goes, well, Johnny lives in uh, Staten Island. I go, yeah, man, it's, it's a whatever. It's a 35-minute drive from you. He goes, well, he's going to probably want to rehearse in New York. I go, well, everybody else in the band's from New Jersey, so maybe he'll come to Jersey. He goes, well, what if he doesn't want to? I don't know. Did you ask him even, hey, are you interested in this? Is this a real thing? Or And he's like, well, no, I'm not even going to ask him because he'll say this and then I'll say that. And I'm like, he'll have these conversations with himself and get mad at the person he because of the things he thinks the person's going to say. And even the guitar thing that you just told me, his other guitar player, the guy, a guy named Johnny Nickel, who is a really talented guy, was showing yeah. me he has a collection of guitars, and he was showing no, me. No, that no, no. He, he told him the same thing. I don't want you to play if you play any pointy guitars. He doesn't even know what the fuck a Jackson or a Fender is. He calls them pointy, pointy, pointy yeah. guitars. He told he told Johnny Nickel the same thing. I know. He, I know, he, I know no, I know. no, not even the pointiness. Johnny was showing me this. I don't know what it is. I don't know brands of instruments. I'm not a musician. But Johnny was showing me this amazing guitar. And he it, it was this beautiful, white, shiny guitar. Uh, he said it cost like something crazy, like $10,000 or something. And he goes, yeah, this is my my pride and joy. This, is, And I go, man, oh, you that would look great. You, you know, if Mike ever does a thing again, you should play out with that. And he just looks at me and went, Mike won't let me play it because it's white. And I went, what? And he goes, he says, everyone has to have a, has a, have a black guitar. And I'm like, yeah, but it's your best sounding guitar and, and you like playing it and it's expensive. He goes, Mike doesn't care if it does, if the guitar doesn't look exactly as he wants it to, he doesn't want anyone playing anything other than a black certain type of look guitar. And I was like that he's a monumental control freak, which is why it's so funny. Cause as you're telling me that about the guitar and I'm telling you about the beard thing, 
We're the only people on earth who know this is a hundred percent. Like, I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds like what professional musician would care about this. Mike hideous. He's not like we, 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 we talked about a festival in Spain called Hellfest, And I'm like, they have five stages. We're not going to be able to make the first one. We're not going to be able to make the second one. We might be able to make the third one, but guess what? They're all around the main stage. So when nobody's playing at the main stage, you still have 40, 50,000 people looking at you. Right. So he's like, no, it has to be the second stage. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, have you ever been to Spain? I'm like, well, I guess you did travel with the Misfits, and I guess that was your only traveling experience. I've been doing this since I was 17 years old. And then I went to college and I quit. And then I started again in 2014, 13. Mm -hmm. So what the fuck? I'm I'm sorry, 2004. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Like, are you high? I'm like, he, he will fuck what? up. He will fuck up a wet dream he could fuck up the best and, I, and this is what i said to arturo the other night after we talked because he was like well you know i have nothing against mike i go no it's not about you having something against mike and i said and if you want to do stuff with mike whatever and he goes yeah uh, he said but you know how great would it be if we got graves and hideous on stage i go let me tell you something nah, if you said to mike have. hideous i'll give you a million dollars to do one show uh, and we'll fly you, we'll put you up in the best hotel, and it'll be a million. Your financial troubles will be over for the rest of your life for one show. Can you do it? He'll go, oh, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do everything. You go, great. It's going to be on July 5th. He go, oh, no, it has to be the 8th. No, 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 no he, it, will, he will eat a shit burger before he, he plays with Michael Graves. I'm telling you. No, no, but I'm telling you that, like, no matter Never what the circumstances happen. are, uh, and I'm or just trying to explain this. I'm like, you could give him the best circumstance. You could say we have the best band. You get to sing with the Rolling Stones at he Madison Square Garden. He will fuck it up. Somehow. He will fuck it up in a second. He will go. He'll go. Well, I'm not going to do it on a Saturday. I'll do it on a Friday. And you go, no, Mike. You don't have a choice. You're getting a million dollars. You're responsible. Can you please sing instead of Mick Jagger tonight? He'll go. Oh, I, you know, I don't really like all the Rolling Stones songs. And I, he'll complain. He'll bitch. And then at the end of the day, you'll go. You know what? Fuck you. And then you know what he'll do? He'll get mad at you and say, you know, I could have gotten a million dollars, but these assholes were, oh, everyone was such an idiot to you, me. You had, a me point like you, you had a pointed guitar, and I told you you should have worn a shirt. I'm like, why? I mean, shit, I have the look to play with our shirt. What well, you have to understand, it, in Empire Hideous, he had this control over these bands, and one of the things I tried to explain to him when entertaining the idea of maybe putting a new lineup together I said, you know, you have to take a guy like Jason Trioxin, for example, or a guy like JV Bastard or whoever, Loki, mm -hmm. whatever, whoever he plays with. I go, they are, they have developed their own personalities and their own stage personas. Yeah. And yeah, they don't sing, but as a bass player, his bass has a look. His He wears a certain vest. He has the beard. He has the long hair, you know, whatever it might be, the tattoos. Mike looks at it as everybody else in the band is an extension of him. 
and that um, you're just uh, set decoration for him to be the guy. And he, he, at the end of the day, even when making a film and he knew nothing about making films, but he did the same thing with me that, Oh, well you have to make it all about me. And if it's not all about me, then you didn't do a good job. And I'm going, but everybody's saying they love it. We want to put it in festivals. We want to, he started saying, why do we even have to go to film festivals? And I'm like, what do you mean? He you, goes, you and I, you and I, you and I will make a, we'll, you and I will make a real true rock documentary. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I would, I look forward to it. I think it would be a great idea. I mean, we really that's, will. That's we what really I'm saying, will. though. Like this guy is so out of control with it, it, and it's not, it's not that he's not, he's not the dumbest person ever, and he's not bad creatively. He's great artist, great singer, talented, but he. I never knew, and this will be this is the theme of what we're talking about all day. Mm. I never knew what fear of success was until I met Mike Hideous. Because before I met him, if somebody said fear of success, I would have said, What do you what do you mean? You're afraid you're gonna pay your rent on time? You're afraid you'll have a nice car? Like what, what's fear of success? Then when I met Mike, I realized he's afraid that if one of these opportunities, if he does it, whether it's the movie, whether it's a big show or a big tour or a good band, he's afraid that if it gets too successful, somewhere in his heart, I believe he thinks he'll be exposed as like a phony and people aren't going to like him. So he'd rather it just blow up and him tell everyone what it could have been if everything went great, rather than how he fucked it up. Because that's the other thing. He never fucks it up. It's always everyone. His band is horrible. They all fucked it up. Paul fucked it up. Anthony fucked it up. Michael Graves, the Misfits fucked it up. And again, the Misfits to him. What a huge yeah. opportunity. And he could have yeah. he could have still been kicked out of the band. And instead of motherfucking everyone and tell and getting angry and fuck you, Jerry, for kicking me out of the band, he could have went, shook everyone's hand and said, guys. Sorry it didn't work out. I wish it did. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank now, you for the opportunity. I, I did it. And he could have said, listen, guys, I did this for you for on a, on a moment's notice. I saved the band's ass for these two tours. It would be nice if maybe, do you think you could talk to Geffen or Roadrunner, whoever they were with at the time? And do you think that maybe we could we could sit down and discuss me do it being a support act for you? Or, you know, I could put together another band. I could do this. I could do that. And he could have capitalized. Or if he didn't want to do that because he was so mad at the Misfits, he could have toured, started a punk Mike Hideous band, and he could have went right back to South America. And he could have went right back to Europe. He could have toured America. He could have put together his own version of the Misfits with the people surrounding him at the time. Raphael Angel, Jason, Loki, JV, all these amazing, amazing people who went on to perform with Michael Graves, by the way, who he could have done that. And he could have, like when you were like, he's going to South America. It literally, I'm laughing because I'm saying he could have, he could have gone to South America again in 1999, made $50,000 for uh, himself. What? Yeah. No, when I, when I wrote him the note that he was fired and I made it publicly on Instagram, uh, I, I told him you are your worst. Enemy. First of all, uh, I told him, uh, you don't want to tour. Because of your bird, uh, and I and I understand that I guess, uh, 
I don't. That to me, that by the way, I had the same conversation with him about the bird. I laughed when you well, told he, me that. He, he he'll go on tour if I pay for somebody to take care of the fucking bird. Well, at the time that I knew him, I was saying things like we might be able to get into Sundance or we could do these um, conventions at different places and sell and show the movie in whatever. He goes, well, I got the bird, and I go, I'm saying, Mike. You have a friend who works at a pet store. You could have the friend check on the bird. No, I can't. I don't trust her with it. Okay. You could leave the bird at the pet store with the other birds. No, I'm not doing that. Your neighbor across the hall taught you everything you know about birds. They're right across the hall. Why don't you ask that person? No, I'm not doing that. Okay. Why don't you board the bird? I would never board the bird. So those are four options I just gave you. He said no to all of them. And instead he'll just stare at me and go, well, what am I supposed to do? And I'm like, I don't know, Mike. It's your fucking bird, and we're trying to make a living here. You figure it out. Figure right. out what to do with your fucking animals, because other people in the world have animals, and they travel. And I even said, Mike, if you were to go away down the Jersey Shore for a weekend, what would you do? He's like, I wouldn't. And I'm like, he so- will. He will find a problem for everything. Everything. Seriously. Even Everything. the food, what he was like, what food are we going to eat in South America? I'm like, seriously, like, whatever, whatever is fucking the, there, the, you're making 50 the, grand. A, a, a four star hotel is going to have uh, all you can eat breakfast buffet. You have $35 to eat at any restaurants between uh, travel or during traveling time, or uh, you know, spend it or save it. Some people save it and just eat at the hospitality room when you get to the venue. You know, I usually drink and do drugs, but other people eat. I don't know, you know, but uh, just on on a on a on a last note on 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 Michael, he's he is his his own worst enemy. What he did to me was horrible. Yeah, it and I and, and Paul, I'm telling you this. I have about 65 pages. Yeah, that involve conversations about you. That involve conversations about, and I don't want to get deep, deep into it because I don't know what the lawyer is going to say mm-hmm. because. I gave, I'm giving him an opportunity, my uh, my kids, to forget about me and don't ever speak about me ever again. Yeah, keep my name out of your mouth. Exactly, and and, uh, and that's the thing. I would love I would love to see those pages privately because uh, it's it's and hilarious. Privately, I, I swear you will. But, I, well, but, what I'm saying is, you like, don't understand that while he's, he's writing, he's the most on, fucking racist guy. He could be very I rough when it comes knows to knows that. that I know. And one thing is doing it jokingly around to me, mm-hmm. like, "Oh, how are you doing, my Latin N-word?" <laughs> or "How are you doing, my slave Mexican?" Or stuff, stuff like that, and. I know he was joking around, and I was like, one day I got 
I was pissed, I guess. I don't know. I didn't have my, my Xanax. <laughs> or and uh and I was like, Mike, do you know who you're talking to? He's like, uh well, yeah, well, I was just joking. And I'm like, no, dude. Uh this needs to stop. Right. So I I save all those um uh, all those conversations. I saved pictures of of him trying to locate people that he has a grudge against. Mm-hmm. Uh, I save he's chasing people that buy the DVD from you. Yeah. And uh, you know if he uh, he's on SSI, and uh, I hope that he doesn't uh, sell one of his four thousand dollar paintings or uh, tries to try to make any money out of my uh, uh, music uh, or uh, merchandise because he never. Uh, actually declare that uh in the contract if well, i would have known i would have i would have told him look well that you're on a side until you make a salary or we get signed or this and that but well, well, i don't that, want to get in trouble oh yeah this. well well that's you wouldn't get in trouble and that's the thing if all that is true and oh. i think me and you both know what is exactly true it's one more reason why he doesn't think about shit like this because that would be a thing that wouldn't just be like, oh, that's kind of bad. He would get kicked off permanently and possibly end up in a prison. But then he decides to do things like fuck with people like you and me who know that. And by the way, I want to reiterate one more time. I never stopped him from selling the DVD. It's not my fault. He sucks at it, and I did well at it. In Without Mike Hideous, I promoted it better than if I had Mike Hideous, which is fucking nuts. Because to me, I felt like having Mike at the convention is the only thing that's going to really move the DVD. Well, apparently that's bullshit. All I had to do was wave it around Facebook and say, hey, who wants to buy one? I put it up on eBay. People fucking bought it. Mike and, fucks with yeah. people and acts like you can't do anything to me and I'm going to fuck with all your lives. And the fact is, Mike, if Mike is doing anything illegal as far as collecting any kind of work money, because the claim is that he can't work, he physically can't. Well, if he is doing something illegal, that could be real bad for him. And I don't want to even go there, but if you force my hand, I'll do what I have to fucking do. Listen, um... Uh... This is what we're gonna do. If he speaks about you or me, mm-hmm. I will uh, release all the information. Uh, I will come SSI, and I'm gonna fuck him up because what he did to me today, besides being embarrassing and possibly life-threatening to me, he tried to as, fuck with your life. Yeah, as giving uh, personal ID numbers. Uh, date specific dates of birth, a bird, uh, specific information about codes of how to get into where I work, uh, which is you know, uh, one of the most secure places on earth. Uh, call the guitar guy, uh, 
cancel or I, I got I got cancel a deal on on he's on, on uh, he's on, costing uh, you on, money and wasted on, your time for so six, long. Six guitars. I've been promoting this company for a, a year. The guitars were not ready because they're like handmade, special mm -hmm. wood, this and that. And I did ask for some of that shit. But, and Michael, if you're listening, I mean, Mike, you're hideous. I'm sure someone will tell him. Fuck with me or Paul Bazile or Michael Graves or Arturo. Live and your I'm life, Mike. You. Live your, your life. This, this is the first time that I am publicly really getting into all the craziness because in my head, I'm like, nobody else really knows about the misfit stuff and Mike and the goth music. I've never sought it out. I never wrote a bad word about him. I never said, fuck Mike Hideous. He's a motherfucker. I never did that once. You're the one who did that. I left you alone, but you don't seem to want to leave me alone or Anthony alone or Michael Graves alone. And the fucked up thing that Mike, I'm sure, doesn't know is while he's writing those 65 pages of text to you about how I'm a piece of shit and everything like that, behind the scenes when Michael Graves was saying to me, you know, Mike Hideous might want to do something, his band might want to tour, I said, well, yeah, go go for it. Do it. I said, well, I won't go on that tour because I'm not going to deal with the Mike drama. But I said, if you want to do it, I, I would do it. I'm sure you guys will make a lot of money. I didn't hold you back. I didn't stand in your way. I You think everyone stood in your way. I didn't do that. And either did anyone else. We all tried to fucking help you, including Michael Graves, who if you reached out to him and were just acted like a fucking man, you could have fucking made a ton of money. For, I'm not even talking about just this tour. I mean, for the past... 25 years you could have well made he, he only acts like a man on the phone or by or or by via text uh, he, he i'm doesn't saying act like only, a man yes face -face. and, the, and but let the me tell only you person... let me tell you my idiot, let me tell you something sometimes you need to get slapped in the face so fucking hard for you to realize all the opportunities that you missed what you could have had i'm telling you Keep your my name out of your fucking mouth. Keep that bitch that you go around with. Uh, you know who I'm talking about that acts like she was she was my manager, that she loved me and she was thought that I was the greatest fucking guitar player, and then she started investigating me and my military background and all the bullshit that she's gonna get it next. Get it as my attorneys. Because yes. she lives in fucking Virginia, in the she's an Appalachian mountain bear. She yeah. lives in the fucking woods, fucking manager with no background in managerial. You know, I would ha I need to now hire a fucking uh, uh, a lawyer attorney in Virginia, and that's gonna fucking our three thousand grand. So you motherfucker, what you well, did today, do it again. Do well, it again, Achilles. Do it again. Mike, do uh, it again, and I will call SSI as fast as 911. The, the, the crazy thing is, as I was alluding to before, for the last 23 years, after he left the Misfits in particular, he could have been touring South America every year, been touring Europe every year, and he could have expanded that, built on that, toured America, and easily, with just one or two tours, could have made himself $50,000, $60,000 a year, easy, 
easy for the last 20 something years. Instead, you, the only person to blame is the guy who looks at Mike hideous back at himself in the mirror, which I don't think Mike likes looking at himself because he likes blaming everyone else. But motherfucker, it's not my fault. Anthony tried giving you an opportunity. I tried giving you an opportunity and a lot of other people did and whatever you had instead of taking lemons and making lemonade you sulked you became a little emo kid and you stayed local and whatever that's your choice but you cannot blame other people for the choices you make and when you burn when you piss off all the people who are gi giving you opportunities and getting money in your pocket and promoting your name. Most of the people with American Nightmare sitting on their fucking DVD shelves have no idea who you are, but they do after they saw my movie that I went out of my way, out of my own pocket to make for you. So stop blaming and going, Paul should pay me more money. Paul should fuck off, dude. You could sell the DVD. The only problem is you don't know how. You can't. Just like I told you 10 years ago, and you're still harping on it. And again, I'm getting it. This is like, this has been four hours of therapy for me because I'm just getting it all out and telling you because you understand. And other people would just look at me like I'm making shit up or I'm crazy because they go, no one could be this nuts. Yes, Mike Hideous is this nuts. And I, it makes me sad for him in a way. But at the same time, it's not my fault. He stands in his own way. You could have done this for decades. You could still be going to South America for, for decades. Every year you could have made a trip, made 50 grand, gone home, and sat around with your birds for the rest of your life. But instead of doing that, you decided to collect SSI. You didn't want to work. You didn't want another band. You didn't want to do this. You didn't want to do that. So you know what, man? I'm sorry. It's your fault. And uh, you have to live with yourself. I don't have to live with you. You're not my problem anymore, which is what I said to Arturo when I said, please, do." I said, do the shows. I'm not standing in your way. I want everyone here to make money. And if Mike makes money, good for him. He's a good singer. He should get paid to sing. But I said, he's not my problem. If you want to do that, you go ahead and do whatever. So I'm sorry, Mike, but you have to live your life. I have to live mine. And I've moved on a long time ago. I suggest you do the same and figure something out. Mike, I moved on two days ago. <laughs> you mean nothing to me. Uh, I have the best guitar player in my band. I got the best drummer in my band. Uh, I moved to bass because the guitar player that I have uh, Eric Pinson is incredible. Tony Sinclair on drums is incredible. Me on bass, I'm incredible. And you missed out on, on yet again on a big opportunity. Well, uh, me, the, the, you, the good news with all this is me and you could now move on. We could try to do other stuff together and figure it out. And at the end of the day, that drives Mike Hideous crazy. That he's like, Whoa. oh, the Graves people and Paul Bazile, they're going to do stuff with my new band that left me and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yup. I love the Michael Graves camp, uh, the Lynchmore Studios, yeah. working with Paul Bazile, uh, and we are movie buffs and documentary buffs. <laughs> Absolutely. And we are going to do the documentary about the occult. Uh, that you are never going to do, my kiddies. And uh, 
you know, we are uh, five, ten years from now, we're still going to be uh, doing whatever we do. And uh, Michael Graves is going to still be making music, and hopefully, uh, we will still be playing for him in, in Latin America. Uh, and uh, and you will be home with your bird, with your uh, self pity, uh, sleeping until eleven and going to sleep at six. In the and, and that's the thing. If it all made him happy, I wouldn't. I would go. Good. God bless him. Stay home all day. Watch TV. Play with your animals. Do whatever you want. Go hiking in the woods. If that's what you want to do, be happy. But it doesn't make him happy. And that's the saddest part of the sad tale of Mike Hideous. But it's all good because, like I said, you know, me, you know, the only thing that made him happy when what? he decided to. Uh, and 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 he, that he has a bridge of contract with him with me. Yeah. Uh, when I uh, hire him to be singer of Momento Morty, uh, uh, he had to agree to have an Instagram page. He signed mm -hmm. the contract, notarized. I took it to the U.S. Embassy here in Panama City. The U.S. Consul notar notarized it. So everything is legal, uh, more than legal. And yeah. uh, when the, I, ha I did hire someone to start growing that page, he got about 3,500 followers, which I can say that 2,700 were from Brazil, Argentina, and Chile, where they yeah. saw him last. Then he started getting all these videos, pictures, and he was getting a little jealous, like that he pictures and videos that he's never seen before. So he was starting mm -hmm. to get a little jealous, and he's like, uh, uh, shit, I don't know if I should have a page. Uh, you know what? Delete all my pictures, and you're only allowed to put on the Instagram page four pictures of me like one of them was with one of his birds another one was one of him at the bar another yeah. one was i'm like nobody wants bro i mean oh the funniest uh, thing ever was in uh american nightmare because we have a ton of pictures of him as b-roll and one of the things uh, that he kept insisting on he goes I want to use that picture i remember thinking it was the funniest thing at the time he goes i want to use that picture of me on a horse <laughs> and I was like, what? Right. Like, I have a picture of me and a yeah. horse. I want to be on a horse. And I was right, like, right. Uh, and, and it was one of those things where I was just like, oh, okay. Like, we can use yeah. that too. Sure. <laughs> like, I don't know yeah, where we're we'll, going to put we'll, it. We'll, we'll, we'll <coughs> fit it. We'll fit it right after the, right in the middle of Peter Steele interview. We'll put you in the horse. Uh, right. You know, <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing. That's and he would crazy. tell he would but, tell me all the time when I would ask, well, and not that in particular, but I would say like, well, where does this fit, or why do you want to use this? Or he would go, I don't care, just put it in. And I'm like, yeah, but it has to make sense to what we're doing. And he did not give a shit. He just want it was a to him, it was a vanity project. It was look how great I was and look at my great career. For me, it was a, a exploration into um, psychology and and how we all try to achieve and sometimes hard work doesn't quite pay off, but we still do it because we love it. Like that was what it was about for me. 
For him, it was, I want to see pictures of myself and I want to see myself on camera. And then at the end of the day, he said, you know, your version sucks. People really just want to see me, 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 me. And I was like, that's insane. I'm like, Uh, and and, and I told him. And and forgetting lyrics a lot of times. But I told him. A lot of times. I told him you worked. I said, you were with me every step of the way. Every time I edited a new scene another 20 minutes another five minutes i go hey mike look what we did what do you think and he never gave me any notes he never said i don't like it or well let's not use that and if he did i would i would have listened because i wanted to make him happy just like i wanted to make everyone happy that was my role i was mr director but i'm also i'm trying to make it profitable creative i want all the people who participated to say hey okay cool i'm in a cool movie and there i am and i want of course to make mike happy so he wants to promote it and help us he again at the after the premiere he then goes no we have to redo the whole movie what uh it took us years to make doesn't matter we need to redo the whole fucking thing i'm like why not enough me it's like i am I, I don't know what to say. Like and again to do that to people, I and and to bring it all full circle, how I opened where I said, you know, it wasn't just like he we did business. He he was like my best friend for a while. Um <clears throat> for it to turn into something where it's like I, you're my friend, dude. I want to make you happy and I want you to love this and respect me and respect the project because we're friends. And I want to be your friend. I want to be a good friend to you. And he did not care about being a good friend back. He didn't care about respecting me and my role and what I wanted to get out of the film. All he cared about was himself, his narcissism. And he was also trying to use the film to like get revenge on people. Like, oh, let's interview him so I could cut him out of the film and say nothing he said was worth it. I'm like, why would I sit through a two-hour interview? To cut someone completely out and tell them to go fuck themselves. That's not a that's not right. the right thing to do. But this is his mindset. My mindset was creativity and business. I don't know what to say. I don't know what more to say about the poor guy because it really is like he lives in a world of sadness and he wants revenge on everyone, but he doesn't ever get it. And everyone else around him, including Jerry only, including Michael Graves, Doyle, Chud. Me, you, and everyone, and all the Empire Hideous people combined. Move on. We have families. We have kids. We do other projects. We do all this shit. Mike is the only thing. He is exactly where I left him 10 years ago. Sitting alone in an yeah. apartment with a bird going, what the fuck am I going to do now? Uh, it, 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 uh, like a, it took me uh, like 45 minutes to find the best drummer. Uh, and when I say the best, the guys has like the best symbols, mm-hmm. the be- like he's sponsored by everyone. Right. And he's actually, you, uh, I don't remember the name of the original ACDC singer. Uh, 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 right. Uh, when uh, he came to Panama, these guys were his band. So, uh, uh, so, you know, uh, he missed on a big opportunity. I, the, the last thing I'm going to say about Mike is, uh, I also, despite you, 
Mike hideous for disrespecting the uh, the my my mother's passing during Jesus. COVID during a, 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 a period where I needed friends uh, you uh, I'm not going to say that you were not there for me because I would be completely lying but uh, you also heard that I was going to get an inheritance and uh, that this was going to be my last big production uh, with a with a big production video and I was going to waste around 10 grand between recording and uh, making a video and we were going to shop it around and we were all happy. Uh this manager that we got, a psychopath uh, that has four or five names on Instagram, uh, that we already had to send a real order of uh, cease and desist from an attorney in Virginia. Uh, they're trying to locate her because she lives between hospital cars, her mother's house, and and her ex-husband who broke three ribs, but she had to go back there because she feels like, you know, he needed to be forgiven. So yeah. that tells you, you know, that she's a fucking psychopath, right? Right. Somebody breaks your face and ribs and yeah, you need to forgive. But <laughs> you know what? Enough, enough about you, Mike. I'm going to use this money. I'm going to use it with Michael Graves. I'm going to put them the, the down payment on the entire uh, Central America and, and Mexican tour, if I have to. We already have all these beer companies that contacts that my that, that were left to me by by other big time promoters, uh, and you missed out big time. Don't yep. ever contact me again. Uh, I have. Uh, you have all my emails and all my bullshit. I don't want to hear from you, dude. I don't want to hear from you. If you have something to say, you have the email to my attorney. We are done. And there if you, you ever mention my name or try to hurt me, Paul, Michael, or Arturo, I swear God, I will make a phone call so fast that you are legally going to get in trouble for lying to the government. And you know why I'm, what I'm talking about. Yep. Okay. Uh, lastly, I, I, I uh, want to mention again that me, Anthony Marr, I have a page uh, that it's uh, on Instagram, Anthony underscore ministry. That is my personal page where you can find uh, the latest info. Uh, Paul uh, Brazil is going to be working uh, with me closely, so I'm sure that you, you'll see or I will post information that he will pass me uh, for you fans to know. Uh, I also have a page called uh, uh, Minister Noise. Uh, the name of the band is Ministry of Noise, where I do a uh, DJ set 
with a extremely powerful heavy metal guitar is uh, a one-man show uh, where I wear a mask and I sing and uh, I usually open for big acts and uh, uh, That's awesome. it's it, it's bass heavy it's 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 like German uh, hardcore techno uh, with heavy metal involved. It's something that I mix. I don't. I'm not claiming that I created, but it's something that it's it's going around really well, and I'm trying to shop around now. Uh, I also have uh, Soul Womb, uh, a friend of mine uh, from Fear Factory, gave me that name to use for a band. And I was like, yeah, man, I'll take it. And uh, that's where I put out my solo stuff. And I also have a page called uh, Acid Gods 666, uh, which is a death metal band uh, with uh, incredible musicians, uh, Eric Pinson and uh, uh, Anthony, uh, Tony Sinclair, me on bass. And uh, we will play for uh, Michael Graves uh, if he gives us that opportunity and honor. Let's and, work on that. Uh, yeah. And let's work on that. Please, Paul, help us yeah, uh, ASAP with that so nice. that we can uh, get some dates uh, like penciled in. And uh, again, uh, you know, uh, I'm really thankful for thankful for a paul uh from now on we are team uh michael graves <laughs> team, graves, uh, yeah. uh, team graves and uh, and artur and paul uh are gonna be right there with us so it's, it's do not fuck with us absolutely uh, it's, fu it's funny how that works how a lot of people who think that they're on team hideous at the end of the day go fuck this i'm hanging with michael graves and Mike doesn't understand why. And it's all about how you treat people. And that's why you could see Michael anytime you like. Uh, we have an ar a beautiful archive on censored.tv. Go check it out. It's called Radio Deadly with Michael Graves. And the promo code is Graves on censored.tv. Use that. You get a little discount. Check us out every Thursday. And sometimes we do bonus shows. And Michael plays music. We have videos. We have comedy. Michael uses a puppet. Um, it's, it's hysterical. And uh, we have awesome guests who come on. We talk about free speech. We talk about music. We talk about politics. Last week, we spent a half hour talking about the macho man, Randy Savage. Um, we, we talk about everything. And we're allowed to say whatever we want. And you could also follow Radio Deadly at Radio Deadly on Twitter. And you can follow me, Paul Bazile Quotes, P-A-W-L-B-A-Z-I-L-E, Bazile Paul, B-A-Z-I-L-E-P-A-W-L on Twitter. Please follow me. Give me a follow. Give me a shout out. Tell me you heard me on this show rant and rave about Mike Hideous for four hours and, and all the other stuff that we've been talking about. And we're going to see, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to see uh, everybody on this show in the near, near future. Uh, Cause I think we're going to work something nice out for everybody. Well, thank you, Paul. Thank you very, very much. Um, I want to thank you for joining the podcast and uh, I'm going to call you real quick just for a second. I need to tell you something in private. 
Cool. And uh, again, thank you for joining. Uh, thank you, back, man. Thank you for having out, me. And we hope to see you back soon. Cool. Take it easy, man. All right, brother. Take care. Yeah.